Proverbs 19, verse 11. I'll be turning to other scriptures, but I'd just like to talk to you about God's answer to anger. In verse 11 of Proverbs 19, the discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Father, we ask you to bless the reading of thy word and the study of it. Let the Holy Spirit deal it to each of our lives. Help us, dear God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody gets angry sooner or later. I know I can't hardly watch TV anymore. I just, I don't care a thing. I try to turn it to a news station and I just get upset watching what's going on. Uh, but I do know that there is a good and right anger. One person said, unrighteous anger is the acid which destroys the container. There's probably nothing that damages us more physically, emotionally, and spiritually than anger. Uh, an ungoverned, uncontrollable temper can sour and poison our lives. There are several things about anger we need to see tonight. So, Number one, sudden anger must be controlled. Um, I've watched this thing. I've had people come up to me and say, well, I got red hair, and that's the reason I'm angry all the time. Or they told me, I'm, I'm Irish, and because I've got Irish blood, I get angry easy. Now, maybe you even brag about your sudden anger, like some people do. You're like a loaded gun just uh, waiting to be jarred, to be fired off. By the way, people don't lose their temper. They find it. Amen? <coughs> Real, Will Rogers once said, People who fly into a race seldom make a good landing. <laughs> I like that. Notice what the book of Proverbs has to say about controlling our anger. Proverbs 14, verse 17 says, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. Which means, if you are a person with an uncontrollable temper, you're a fool. The Bible calls you simply a fool. Proverbs 15, verse 18, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appealeth strife. In other words, a sure way to pick a fight is to have a quick temper. A certain way to an anger is to fly off the handle. Proverbs 25, verse 8. Go not forth hastily to strive, lest thou know not what to do in the end thereof, when thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. In other words, don't start arguing and become angry before you hear the whole matter. Uh, don't talk when you ought to be listening. Don't jump so easily to at conclusions. Proverbs 18, verse 13. He that answers a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. An old saying puts it this way. Once there was a dog named August who was always jumping at conclusion. One day he jumped at the conclusion of a mule. That was the last day of August. <laughs> I read that little thing and that says a lot, doesn't it? The Bible message is you may start something you don't understand and end up 
in genuine trouble. Proverbs 29, verse 20. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is none hope of a fool than of him. In other words, if you are hasty in words, fly off the handle and just say anything and everything, then you'll have to work up a hill even to become a fool. There's so there's uh, so much you can lose when you fly into a rage. Many times you have no idea what you are saying. For instance, a man was overheard standing on a street corner with two other gentlemen waiting on a bus. Our car came by and splashed mud and water from a recent rain onto the fresh pressed suit of this man standing there on the street corner. He turned to the two men standing by him and exclaimed, Did you two, <laughs> did you two fools see what that gentleman did to me? <laughs> I like that. We lose our temper because we talk even before we think. So the Bible says that sudden anger is to be controlled. Proverbs 19.19 19. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. In other words, there's so much to lose. You can lose your friends. You can lose your job. You can lose your wife. You can lose your family respect. You can lose your health. And when you get angry, uh, your body begins to jump, uh, pump adrenaline into your blood. Your heart becomes to beat faster. Your blood pressure rises. Your eyes dilate. Your mouth gets dry. The pulse of your hands sweat, the palm of your hands sweat, your knees and elbows and hands start to shake. All of these changes are not good for your body. John Hunter, a psychologist, had a bad heart condition, and he said this, The first scoundrel that gets me angry will kill me, and he died of anger. So anytime you become needlessly angry, you're just driving another nail in your coffin in. Proverbs 19.19 A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. Now what are we to do when sudden anger comes on? Number one, confess to yourself you're getting angry. That's hard for some people to do. But it must be done. When you repress anger, it's like taking a, tra uh, a trash can full of paper, setting it on a fire, putting it in a closet, shutting the door and saying, it's not there, but it'll do one of two things. Number one, it'll burn itself out or it'll burn the house down. Now, you don't need to repress anger nor express anger, but we need to confess anger. Lord, I've got some bad feelings coming on. Lord, show me what to do. Proverbs 14, 29. He that is slow to wrath is a great of understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exhausted folly. That means if you just slow down, become slow to get angry, then God will give you understanding. Uh, think the situation through. First of all, confess it. Second, consider it. Thirdly, control it. You say, I can't control my temper. Yes, you can. Proverbs 29, 11. Listen, like Listen to it. A fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So you can keep it in. Number one, 
Sudden anger must be controlled. Number two, sinful anger is to be condemned. Don't be easy on yourself when it comes to sinful anger. Call it what it is. It's sin. Amen? I never will forget telling Brother Rolf one time uh, that uh, uh, something that I forgot what I was fixing to say, but uh, I was worried about somebody. And Brother Rolf turned around to me and said, Worry is sin. I didn't know that. I never read that in the Bible. I never found that in the Bible. And I got home, I got looking it up, and the Bible says that worry is sin. And it's the same way with anger. Sudden anger is sinful. It's to be condemned. Don't be too easy on yourself then. Uh, Don't blame heredity. Don't blame circumstances. God will not accept uh, an alibi for sin. But God will accept confession of that sin. Anger is sinful when it is cherished. If you don't want to give it up, if you dearly love your anger, if you think you have a right to your anger, then it is sinful. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So, if there is an unforgiving spirit in your heart, it's sinful anger. It must be condemned. It must be repented of. And right away, number three, stubborn anger is be con- conquered. Ephesians 4, verse 26. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And when you let the sun go down on your anger, you simply open the door for the devil to come in. Amen? There's one thing that will uh, break a marriage up quicker than anything in the world. You know what it is? Going to bed angry with one another. Don't do it. Get it settled before you go to bed. Amen? And it's the same thing when it comes to the world. Don't harbor anger. Let me show you how the devil works, if I can, please. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4 for just a second. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4, I want you to look at verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. The one thing that I learned on how to forgive people that I think has done me wrong is to realize what Jesus has done for me. When I realize what Jesus has done for me, I can forgive anybody of anything. Now, uh, here are six steps to the disaster. Listen to it. Here's what the devil does. First, he mentions bitterness. Bitterness is that feeling of resentment we have when we think we have been wrong. Uh, Notice, it's the root of bitterness we must get out then. But, when we don't deal with what makes us bitter and angry, we give place to the devil. Step number two, that resentment turns to wrath. The word wrath here means burn. We begin to slow burn. First, bitterness turns to burning and and to wrath. Then the wrath turns to anger. And then step number three, anger refers to that which is outward. We next begin to show it. It all starts with uh, having a bitterness in our heart, in our mind about something, and we let it fester, and it gets to a slow burn, and after a while it comes out as anger. 
bitterness, then wrath, then anger. Step number four is clamor. The word clamor means loud speech. It may be crying. It may be shouting. You say to an angry person, you don't have to shout, and they'll respond, I'm not shouting. Uh, they get angry, and because he's angry, he gets louder. You ever notice anybody, uh, they start shouting at you, you know, say, you don't have to shout, but they just get louder about it. Amen? And Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Notice, when you raise your voice, you get loud. Uh, you're doing exactly opposite of what the Scripture says to do. Step number five, when you hear yourself speaking loud, clamor, it reinforces itself. Then you begin to say things you don't mean. That's called evil speaking. I hate you. You'll never amount to anything. The devil encourages you. Yeah, and, and tell him this and tell him that. And the devil gets get you to start telling more about yourself. Now, step number six. The next word is malice. That means a desire to hurt and to harm. You hit your wife, you hit your kids out of anger. And you can use a gun or knife or car or anything else. Uh, this is a desire to hurt someone. Now, there are four steps to conquering stubborn anger. Number one, you must recognize it. Recognize the root of bitterness is there and trace it all the way back to stubbornness. Then you must repent. Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 verse 31. Put away these things. That means to have a change of mind. I choose against being angry. Nobody can choose for you. You must choose yourself. If my wife gets angry, I can't choose for her not to get angry. Amen? And if I get angry, she can't choose for me not to get angry. I got to do the choosing. I can choose, though, to be angry or not to be angry. Now, you must renounce the devil. Now, remember, you gave, you gave the devil place in your life when you got angry. Now, uh, what that means is, according to James chapter 4, verse 7, 8, kick him out. Just kick him out. I never will forget Dr. Uh, Tom Malone said he was crossing in the snow one night to preach, and the devil kept carrying on at him all the way across to going to a meeting to preach, and it was snowing and cold, and he said, my old car wouldn't hardly run, and, and the devil kept saying, Tom, what are you doing out here in this cold? You're too old for this. Your car won't even hardly run. And he just kept on everything in the world. He kept uh, discouraging uh, Tom by going and preaching at a revival. Finally, Tom just stopped the car, got out, went around on the other side, opened the door, said, you get out of here, devil. I'm not making the payments on this car. And he said he got, out, got back in and went on and preached. And that's the way you've got to handle the devil. Now, you're a Christian. You're saved. Your sins are under the blood of Christ. Tell the devil this body... This soul, this spirit is the Lord's, not yours, devil. Get out. Then finally, rely upon God, the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to watch Ephesians chapter 4. And let's begin to read in verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed on the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. 
And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. We are to confess our anger and consider our anger and control our anger with the aid of the Holy Spirit. Now don't forget, we as Christians are to be like our God. Uh, Micah chapter 7 verse 18 and 19 teaches us to be like Him. And you, you can't be like the Lord with anger in your heart. Amen? Did you ever notice, it's funny to me, how that you get around a bunch of angry people. And we can see it demonstrated on TV anytime you go home tonight and turn on TV somewhere in this country or across the world as they're riding in. You get one person by themselves, and you can handle them. But you get four or five and beyond that, and they start to get angry, and that person is built up by somebody else's anger. And their anger builds up, and after a while they'll do most anything. That's the reason when I was brought up as a little boy down in Suffer Springs, old man wages a sheriff down there years ago. When us boys, us teenagers, start meeting in groups, he'd come along and break them up. He said, get on where you're going, boys. Don't be standing around here. Amen? You know why? You show me a bunch of boys standing around talking to one another directly, they're going to get in trouble. They'll get in trouble. And it would, don't do that. Don't be around people that gets angry. Uh, it'll, it'll kindle your anger. When I hear some of the things that people are saying is going on in this world, I get angry because I hear them telling them what's going on. Well, I don't need to hear that junk. Amen? I was watching a while ago on TV and listening to these news uh, commentators talking about what's going on. And I looked at that and I got so mad I didn't know what to do. And I said, what am I doing? I don't need to be watching that. I turned it off. Why? Because it's making me angry. And I don't need anger in my, in my life. I just turn off that mess. And, and if everybody would do that right now, it would settle down because there was people out there to be seen on national TV. That's what they're there for. And it, and it kindles one another's anger. And you know a Christian is to confess that. That's sin. We're to confess it, Lord. I, I had a wrong attitude. Lord, my anger, I, I need some help with this thing. And by the way, you can't control it, but God can. That's right. Amen? Uh, I, I, I've learned over the years as a Christian to know how to control my anger. But they, if you get me to a certain place, then it's over it. I, did you ever study psychology? Did you know I took a lesson, I took a a course in psychology when God called me to preach and I never will forget learning some things about the body and the mind and so on. How to, did you know there's a little thing in your brain called the id? And when that id is overruled, you'll do anything in the world. You've got to keep that thing under control. You've got to keep it in balance. And by the way, God is a balanced God. And you've got to keep it in balance all the time. If you don't, if you let that thing override, brother... You can't control it no longer. If you sit around and listen to somebody cuss you enough, you'll pop them in the mouth. Amen? That's just the way it is. And the thing you don't, you don't stand there and listen to it then. Turn around and walk off. Leave them alone. And let the Lord take care of them. And a man came over, to, this is just this past week. <clears throat> a man asked me, <coughs> Brother Strong, how many times am I supposed to forgive somebody? 
And uh, he said, they keep doing me the same way over and over again. And I said, he said, I know the Bible says seven times seventy. I'm supposed to forgive him, all right? I said, that ain't what that means. That's seven in the Bible is perfection. And what he's talking about is uh, you're supposed to give, forgive somebody completely. If you say, I forgive somebody and you contain part of that anger in your life and you still hold it back, I'll get it a little better later on. I'll wait a little while. I'll get back to it, amen? And no, you ain't forgive them then. And the Bible says you've got to completely forgive them. Put it away from you. Get it out of your mind. Don't think on that no more. And I, I say, now God tells you how to do that. You know how it is? Come away from them. It doesn't mean pray God strike them dead. Or pray that they'll fall off a cliff somewhere and get killed. No. It, pray, it means to do them good and then God will take care of it. God will take care of the anger. God will get the revenge. Amen. When you quit fighting your battles and let God fight your battles, you become a happy man. When you keep trying to fight your own battle, brother, you can't handle them. You can't handle them. They'll just get worse. And I, if there's one thing I've learned, and that is don't get angry in a hurry. Just wait a little while. Be calm. Pray about it. Lord, give me power to overcome this. And by the way, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons we have the Holy Spirit in us. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me with my, my emotions. Help me with my anger. Help me, dear God. And He will do it. You can take it. I found out a long time ago I can take a lot more than I thought I could. Amen? Because used to as a young man, I, I didn't take much. But I've learned the older I get, how to conquer this thing of fighting back. I don't want to fight back. Amen? Because you lose every time. You'll lose friends. You'll lose loved ones. I, did you ever hear uh, that song uh, where there's a song, there's an old country song on, and I laugh at that thing. I love to hear it. It's a winner. You ever hear the song, A Winner? I love that song. <laughs> the guy, big old bully standing at the bar, you know, and another comes up there and he said, you know who that is? That's Joe McCoo, the meanest man in town. He, the guy finally gets enough to drink and he walked over to him. I'm just going to knock old McCoo down. I'm going to be the winner, not him. And uh, he said, wait a minute, young man. He said, you see these teeth? <laughs> he said, I only got two of mine knocked out, but I knocked five of his out, but I'm the winner. And he went on talking about he had a, a broken ear and a broken nose, and but the other guy tore half of his off, but I'm the winner. And then he went on and said, I got this other man's wife, you know, I stole him, and but I'm the winner. And he said, well, she turned out to be, but he said, I won. Yeah, you can, but you'll be the loser. Amen. And that's the whole thing about that little song. You can win but you'll be the loser. And what you got to understand is get control of it. Get control of it. You can handle it. Get it under control. Every once in a while, my flesh raises up and I'd just like to knock somebody crazy. And I mean it because of the things they say and the things they do to you, but you can't do that. You're a child of God. You'll lose your testimony in a split second. 
just in a split second of anger, you can lose your testimony for the Lord. And brother, that's the most important thing you possess is your testimony for the Lord. You've got to protect it. you got to take care of it and get control of that anger. Amen? And if everybody would learn that, they wouldn't be out there on the streets. Let's pray, please. Heavenly Father, we do thank You for Your people, Lord. And Lord, this, these few months, these few weeks in the past have been great weeks. And You have blessed in so many people's lives and, and we've heard about it. And we thank You for it. But dear God, we want to get back together and, and, and get back together in peace. And Father, I pray tonight, we pray for peace.